The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're glad you have joined us today. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, on the line. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. We're always on the uh, lookout for people who are doing interesting things, and we're really pleased today to have Tom Feltenstein uh, with us. And he's going to talk about Lucrative Love, his new book with the modern-day father of four walls branding. Um, Tom is going to talk about this book for us. And so let me tell you a little bit of, uh, about Tom and then uh, we'll bring him on shortly. Tom has received media acclaim for his uncommon marketing wisdom. And this is from Larry King. He's traded barbs with David Letterman. He's argued uh, the waste of running ads during the Super Bowl on Fox News' pregame show. He has shared his insight in interviews with, with Lou Dobbs, uh, Voice America, Bloomberg TV and Radio, U.S. News and World and Report, CNN, Tips from the Top, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Food Network, Entrepreneur Magazine, and many other outlets, as you can uh, see and hear. So you can join Tom the Lionhearted on today's program to learn why love doesn't pay the bills, based on his new book, Lucrative Love, aimed at exposing the outdated, conventional thoughts about marriage and relationships and telling the truth about how thinking more like a business person is a better approach to long-term mating and marketing strategies. And you're going to find him challenging and always full of uncommon wisdom. So hopefully that piques your interest, that we're going to have a very exciting show today. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, let me uh, say hi, Kathy, and then I'll introduce you. Oh, hello, Relly. I'm sorry. That was directed at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I'm so excited about hearing about lucrative love. I'm, I know. I'm totally enmeshed here. Well, and we're going to bring Tom on, and this should this should really be fun. But let me just say a word about you, and then uh, we'll jump into this. You know, for folks that don't know uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, um, she coaches executives and hiring companies on her proven happiness equals profit work strategy. She was named the first lady of happiness uh, by uh, ABC TV. She has authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, what happy companies know, what happy working mothers know. Her whole new series of fearless leadership uh, is just about to be launched. And she has her own consulting company, Happy Companies, Healthy People. Kathy actively supports research on the subject while offering friendly uh, tips and tools to be your best at work or home. And this is on ABC's The Morning Blend. 
She also has a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now that has excerpts of uh, Kathy's book, and you can also see and, and hear uh, Kathy. And uh, her website is h2cleadership.com, and we also have a shared website that Kathy and I do with Excel, xcelinstitute.com, and there's a, a series of downloads and, and free tools. So, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. You know, it's so funny. When I met Tom, uh, actually, we were together in Los Angeles at the Magic Castle, if you remember, and I'm so excited. I'm, I'm holding in my hand um, a little bill. It's like a little money bill. Yeah. And it says, want more money and a millionaire, honey, learn how at lucrativelove.com. So I'm sitting here staring at this bill <laughs> while you're trying to introduce me. And I'm thinking, I can't wait to learn more. But, you know, before we bring Tom on, for those of you who are <clears throat> listening, and I apologize for the quality of my voice. I had a little surgery last week oh, um, on my throat, so uh, yeah. hopefully you'll all bear with me. Yeah. But um, Dr. Relly Nadler, as you know, uh, is a master level certified executive coach, a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and fabulous team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And you know, Dr. Nadler's newest top ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries, including yourself. You know, his highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs have become a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at his wonderful website called truenorthleadership.com, and there you can get lots of free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence, and I would really urge everyone who's listening to download his free iApp called Leadership Keys, which is also available at the iTunes Store. So, really, um, as we get into today's show, I would love to um, make sure that everybody understands, you know, kind of why we are so, I want to say, passionate about this subject and, um, and making sure that, that we bring everybody up to speed on what we've been doing in the emotional intelligence world. Well, yeah, and uh, Kathy, I'll kind of keep this brief and then bring you back because I know Tom uh, is <clears throat> biting at the bit as we are. But we also want to let people know who may be new to the show that you know we're evidence based and we have this research you know behind all these intriguing guests we have about leadership. And the, one of the, some of the reasons are that forty percent of organizations today say they're going to be experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled and trained leaders available for new jobs. And the reason is there's a kind of brain drain that's happened. America's lost 8 million jobs because of the Great Recession. Baby boomers are retiring uh, every day. And Gen X and Gen Y, the folks in the 30s and, and 40s, often uh, have been documented to have a little less uh, of, of this emotional leadership only because for every hour that they're spending in front of a screen, be it their computer or their phone, they're not in front of somebody else trying to... Um, Massage their message, things that Tom is so so good at, as you can see, you see and hear in his book, about seeing the response you get from somebody. And so that's why the Gen X and Gen Y have a little less of that. And we know emotions are contagious. So if you're the leader, you're the most contagious person. If you're upbeat, you're optimistic, you're thinking about the future and focusing on what well, everybody else will be. If you're kind of down, depressed, irritated, terse, 
everybody else is going to be experiencing that. So that's why this is so important. And, and Kathy, you're always able to tell us just about the aspect of uh, that we can make a change. The, often we think that as we get older, we're stuck with who we are, or it could be, as Tom may talk about, your spouse uh, or mate or partner, that we're kind of stuck with them. There can't be any changes. But what do we know about change? Well, you know, it's fascinating. What we do know about change, really, is we can make it happen. And it doesn't take a lot of effort. What it takes is recognizing that each of us has what's called a set point. And that set point with a baseline of about 50%, I would say, positive attitude, positive capability, uh, can really launch us uh, into a very satisfying life if we recognize that the other 50% which is uh, perhaps not what we might call genetic, because sometimes set points uh, are genetic, that other 50% that we can control is really 40% choices that we make every day about behaviors and ways of being that make us, um, if you will, happier, because when we make those choices, we make them with our eyes wide open, and we make them with an idea based on a very positive outcome, meaning if we think we will have a positive outcome, nine times out of ten we will. So that 40% of intentional activity um, and behaviors and habits of mind and heart will get us through a lot of downtime. Uh, And the 10% that we can't control, unfortunately, is circumstantial. But that 10% is not enough to take us off track or, as you like to say, to derail us. And just focusing on that 40% of intentional behaviors that we can control, that we can make choices about, will really bring about a significant change in our attitude, in our way of being and engaging others, and in the end, create an overall life satisfaction that improves our, our, just our whole outlook on life and our ability to be successful. Well, thanks, uh, Kathy. And so maybe why don't we um, bring Tom on, and if you want to... Uh introduce him, that'd be great. Sure, I would love to. You know, as I said, we met Tom um, out at the Magic Castle in, uh, in Hollywood, and we had such a good time with him. Uh, Tom uh, is going to talk to us today about a different subject. Uh, he's going to talk to us about his book, Lucrative Love. But um, Tom is a, a very well-known sage marketing expert. And prior to being a consultant to Fortune 500 companies for the past 30 years, he served as a senior vice president for an international billion-dollar advertising agency, Bozell Advertising. And as Ray Kroc's disciple, he began his career with McDonald's, rising up to become a senior-level marketing executive. And those contacts that uh, Tom has had throughout his life are, are huge, and they are incredibly powerful. And it doesn't surprise me that he is the CEO and founder of Power Marketing Academy. It's a leading consulting firm that serves and educates businesses in the industries of franchising, retail, hospitality, and service. PMA, short for Power Marketing Academy, conducts clinics, seminars, strategy sessions, and trainings. And, you know, Tom is really known as a visionary counselor. Um, And and I say that uh, with, um, I should say, a lot of, of heart because What Tom does when he counsels companies across all industries is he really brings himself and all this network that he has on a global basis 
to everything that he does. He's a renowned keynote speaker, trainer, and marketing strategist, and he has a number of books. He's written 14 books, including Change is Good, You Go First, which I think is adorable, 21 Ways to Inspire Change, Uncommon Wisdom, Live a Joyful Life with Financial Success, The 10-Minute Marketer Secret Formula, A Shortcut to Extraordinary Profit, using what he calls neighborhood marketing. Um, We have 501 killer marketing tactics to increase sales, maximize profits, and stomp your competition. And The Local Entrepreneur, A Shortcut to Extraordinary Profits, which includes a a set of CDs and a 110-page workbook. You know, Tom has redefined the word humanist, which transcends the traditional role of husband, father, author, entrepreneur, lecturer, marketing, and franchising executive, athlete, CEO, philanthropist, and certainly community leader. He is, you know, a real participator in life, and he is what we would call the ultimate professional. He is eloquent, he is successful, and he combines his warm heart and his generous spirit with great competence and experience. And I want to welcome Tom to the show. How are you? Well, after listening to all that, Lord have mercy. <laughs> a little bit of the a subject we're going to talk about is like often left field, but it's all about strategy and marketing. Oh, I, I agree, and I think Relly and I are keyed up here to to hear about this exciting, um, <laughs> I'd say, marketing strategy because that's really what it was. And um, we'll talk more about that. But one of the questions we always like to kick off with is who've been the people in your life, Tom, that have most influenced your career? Well, number one is my dad. And I grew up in a little town in Missouri with about 80,000 population. And what's really cool about that is everything was your word. You shook hands. You didn't have these lengthy contracts. And it was like a uh, uh, leave-it-to-beaver and you know environment it was just a uh, it was warm hearted uh the second one uh was a gentleman named Bill Samuel who's a very spiritual gentleman who really changed my life around in the 70s and then the third one is Ray Kroc the founder of McDonald's and i would say those it's really funny you go from my dad and you go to a spiritual leader worldwide, and then you go to the founder of McDonald's. So I would say those three people had an awful lot to do with influencing what I'm doing now. Well, Tom, we're going to go to a quick break. So uh, I want to make sure all of our listeners at Leadership Development News come right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News, and we're talking to Tom Feltenstein. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, and we have Tom Felton Stein here, who is certainly a top performer in, in marketing, and you heard his intro. This is going to be a little different, but exciting. And so he has this new uh, book that we're going to talk about, Lucrative Love, and some of the things about it, and then we'll ask Tom about it. You know, it says uh, in some of the promo, as you read through the pages in this book, you'll laugh, you'll cry, and then you'll say to yourself, love, what was I thinking? Marrying for love puts you in the poorhouse, while marrying for money Gets you a mansion in the hills and a vacation in Maui. Stop kidding yourself and face reality. Someone's going to marry them. Why can't it be you? So, Tom, tell us about this book and why did you write it, and we'll jump in there. Well, the reason that I wrote it, and it was my 14th one, is because there's so much stress and anxiety in the world, and I'd never written kind of a funny book that comes from a strategic marketing standpoint. And that's really the reason I wrote it, just to kind of lighten things up. You know, everyone is so serious and, you know, unemployment, the financial arena. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to have some fun because fun's gone out of our life today. And 
that was the whole purpose of it, and it's really been fun, and it's uh, uh, it's been fun talking about the book, although it's totally irreverent. But if you want to find your spouse or a significant other, you know, it's generally about marketing on how you go about it. Mm-hmm. Tom, when you say that um, this was, you know, a, a marketing strategy, can you talk a little bit about why marketing strategies are so important before we get back into the book? Yeah, I mean, marketing is everything. I mean, at McDonald's, with all of the possibilities, and everyone was saying to me, well, everyone's a customer of McDonald's. And I said, no, you've got to target specific ones. So the first target that we went out was 2 to 11-year-olds. So we, we made the first television buy ever for a Saturday morning and bought every spot that we could advertise to the kids. And then strategically, we said, well, what's our next target market? And it was 18 to 34s, and then it was tweens, 9 to 13. So strategy is really everything on who is your target market and how are you going to get there, how are you going to reach them, what are you going to say, what's the tonality, what's the brand personality, and how do you accomplish that. And that's what strategy is really all, all, all about, whatever you do. It's all led by strategic thinking. Now, this brings us to your book because today, if you think about it, um, many people use websites uh, and dating services, and they're essentially doing the same thing, aren't they? They're using yes. marketing strategies to narrow their field of prospects, and and those, you know, those prospects can really pan out if they know how to use these websites and they know how to use the tools that they have access to. Now, I certainly would hate to be in the love market nowadays <laughs> because it seems like it's a different game than when I was out there playing it. But let me ask you a question about sure. uh, again about the book. Why, why do you think um, couples get married based on love alone and not some of these, I want to say, strategic imperatives that we have around money, values, uh, raising children. I, I love um, your, your line, love don't pay the bills, right? So right. maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Well, that's an entire uh, conversation. If you want, you know, here, here you go, you're talking about dating services. When you go online and you want to attract someone, you strategically put down your age, uh, really a great-looking photograph, and all of the data that's going to attract somebody to you in the area and in the age group that you're looking for. And... You know, I've always told everybody, if you want to find love, what is love? You know, it's no one has ever really defined that for me. And then when you say in love, what does that mean? And, you know, it's good for conversation. But I believe that love is kindness. And I got it down to one word. And you think about it. And it really is just kindness. There's nothing else that it can be. 
I mean, love in a spiritual sense. I understand that as well. But it, it's, it doesn't directly influence what I'm talking about here. If you want to find a mate that has money, look, the first time you get married for money, the second, you know, I've told my kids, marry for money the first time, marry for love the second time. And, you know, people think that I'm very, uh, that I'm rude or that I, I'm not sensitive to that. But I wrote the book because so many people mistakenly marry based on emotion. And in a few short, a few short years, they're up to their eyebrows in debt, have children they resent, can't stand to be in the same room with each other. So it's a fleeting emotion. And once the smell of morning breath runs the honeymoon, couples are left with nothing in common. So, you know, many people may be offended by the idea, but marrying for love is a relatively recent concept because, you know, all these marriages in the past so much have been arranged, and they seem to work out much, much better. And the system worked as well as it did because families chose matches based on similar backgrounds, beliefs, and future goals. But today, people use websites, like you said, and dating services that are doing the same thing. And, you know, they're narrowing the field of prospects that have the same beliefs and goals. But love comes later. If you want to find, <laughs> if you want to find money, Go hang out at the Rolls-Royce or the Country Club. Don't go to Daisy's Duke's Bar because you won't find it there. So there's a whole strategy of where you go. Don't go to the bar. If you're going to go to a bar, you know, go to the most expensive one there is in town. Hang out with those types of people because you're not going to... It depends what your objective is. And I know that everybody says... I want to find love. But marriage is difficult in the best of circumstances. And when you add money on top of that, you know, it's a volatile situation. You know, money is the biggest issue in marriage. And I say in Chapter 2 that love don't pay the bills. And after the adrenaline rushes off, many couples find themselves buried under a stack of bills that even the wildest right in the hay, can't overcome. So this whole uh, hormone-induced emotion of love convinces us we have many things in common. But, you know, a few months, a few years later, uh, it's not true. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it wears off. And I'm going to say something that I know that is not going to be taken well but I don't know if God put us on this planet to be with one person our whole life. And it's okay if we don't, because those are just learning lessons for us as well, you we know, move Tom, on. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to say that when marriage was created as an institution, we actually lived to the ripe old age of about 30 years old. <laughs> so, so being See, married to somebody for life wasn't such a bad model. Right. <laughs> That's very good, by the way. <laughs> so, so Tom, you're saying um, 
I guess a question first about do you think people are getting from a marketing standpoint, are they getting better better mates given that we almost have kind of this screening, you know, and online and I have a lot of friends, you know, who um are divorced and kind of back out there or or colleagues or, or leaders and stuff. And it is pretty interesting. It seems like it's so much easier meeting people online and I'm wondering are, do you think that screening process of having more in common, you know, is, is we're going to see a, a change and maybe less divorces down the line? Well, you know, you said easy. Easy doesn't count. Uh-huh. You have to want something bad enough that you're willing to go the extra. You know, there's a lot of room left on the extra mile, but people think they can sit on their computer and then they get frustrated and then they make the call, then they email. And what's missing, in my opinion, is honesty, is trust, is authenticity. And that's about advertising. I mean, look at all the ads that you see out there that are not truthful. I mean, in the food industry, you'll see all these ads and you'll see this hamburger uh, that looks gorgeous, but you walk into the restaurant, and the burger's got nothing to do with what you saw on the television set. Right. And that's against the, I mean, that's just not right. I mean, on the Super Bowl, take, for example, uh, Doritos was uh, spending, I don't know, 4 or $5 million for three or four spots during the Super Bowl. And they asked me what I thought about it, and I said it was stupid. And they said, why? And I said, why wouldn't you put a Doritos in every mailbox in America and let people sample it? Hmm. That brings and me to just, a very interesting conclusion. But before what, we go what, what? there, I'd like to take a break. So don't go okay. away. Tom, pause on that thought. When we come back, we'll talk about what do you think is more important, marrying for love or for money? Okay. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Tom Felsenstein, a uh, expert marketer, and he has a very interesting book that we're talking about, Lucrative Love. And so uh, before the break, Tom, we were talking about, um, you said for some people, marrying for money may be offensive. And so what do you think is more important today, marrying for love or for money? <laughs> See, this is where everybody gets upset with me. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I think right now that... Money should be the driving force, but there should be a caring, and love should follow secondly. Uh-huh. But see, you can't base a marriage or any relationship, uh, for that matter, on love alone. You know, love only gets us so far. I'll give you an example of, of a young girl brought up in a lifestyle that spares her no extravagance. Goes off to this Ivy League college. And after one jello shot too many crawls up the stairs to her dorm room, only to be helped by the custodian working the night shift, and their eyes meet, and he pays her some needed attention that Daddy all too often forgot to do, unfortunately. So the custodian is really nice to her, helps her, and shows a genuine interest in her. After a few dates, they fall in love. So she finally has got the attention she desires and he has a porn movie fantasy with a hot blonde co-ed. Can he actually give her lifestyle she's used to on her janitor's salary? And can she transform his palate from pork ribs and light beer to caviar and champagne? Of course not. Why would you even ask that? Because they are from entirely different backgrounds, and you can never marry someone hoping to change them in what you want. 
but people try it every day. Now, I don't want to be in an arranged marriage, but I like the concept and principle because a relationship based on sound judgment with both parties' best interests considered rather than a roll of the dice based on a hormone-infusioned high. You know, Tom, it's funny that you said that. I had a girlfriend in graduate school named Heather Fowler who did a dissertation on how people should pick mates. And she, in fact, followed your model. She looked at what happened in relationships where a woman pursued a man based upon whether he bought her champagne and steak Mm -hmm. or whether he bought her six packs of beer and potato chips on on a date. And interestingly enough, the women who were most successful and married the longest with what they would call the most successful investment in their children mm-hmm. being education being able you know the landed gentry of the future are the educated right right so her her model specifically addressed that and she said the women who picked the men who matched their idea of what success was in life mm-hmm. were the most successful so interestingly enough a woman who comes from a socioeconomic background where the six pack of beer and a bag of potato chips oh. is the norm can feel very comfortable with that person because, A, they're bringing resources. Right. B, they're being mindful of what the other person likes, um, certainly bringing their flavor of beer and their flavor of potato chip. Right. But, you know, that can work just as well as the woman who chooses the guy who brings champagne and steak. It's just a matter of what your expectations are in the long run. Yeah, that's an excellent point. What, what do you think is the number one job in a in management or in a manager running their operation. Oh, I'm going to tur- I'm going to switch that over to Relly first. I think the number one job is to be clear about their goal and you know what what is it that they're trying to accomplish and then mm-hmm. you know communicate that back to everybody else. You know, and then that goes into communication and expectations, you know, Stephen Covey has said early on 60% of business problems are unclear expectations. So having the goal and then clearly being able to communicate that. Um, and the goal can be business-wise, but it also can be the kind of culture, the kind of relationships you want. So right. that's what I would say. All right, let me, let me share with you. The number one responsibility is recruiting. Hmm. You see, business is no different than sports. The teams with the best players wins. It's all about recruiting. Yeah. And once I tell people that, they, they, they agree with me. And that's what this marriage mm-hmm. is all about, is really is recruiting. Because, you know, in, in my book, The Change is Good, you go first. And if you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> and people only change when there's something at risk. Right. And the only people that really want change is a baby with a wet diaper, when you think about it. Because change is, is a challenge for most. Yeah. But when something's at risk, you'll really go for it. And isn't getting married about recruiting in many ways and looking good? I mean, look at the first dates. The fifth dates, we hold the door open. We do all these things then just fade and fade and go away. And 
you know, someone someone said to me uh, a while back when I was writing this, isn't marrying for money just legalized prostitution? And that kind of set me back for a minute. And I know that sex has been used as currency within a, you know, since all the way back uh, to Adam and Eve. And just think about how many wives have withheld sex because they didn't get what they wanted from their husbands. How many have put out when their hubby springs for some caviar and crystal? Does that make them prostitutes? Of course not. People all get wrapped up in the idea of sex and what it does or doesn't. But sex is really frosting. The relationship is the cake. I like that, Tom. You know, I also think today relationships are really based on common goals and mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And it isn't really what the job description you have is about. And, in fact, I think, and I'd love your opinion on this, in today's economy, uh, men and women can hold very similar jobs and very similar, mm-hmm. um, you know, levels of responsibility at home or on the, on the you know, the, the working front. And I think that um, men are no longer stereotyped also for staying at home and helping to raise their kids. So I think a lot of these old ideas that you've been resurrecting in the marketing world to prove um, that they are no longer, you know, essentially correct mm-hmm. is really important because I think it helps us change and shift and grow by recognizing that we and our archetypes have changed and shifted. Um, and it's so important for a marketing model to work to recognize those things, whether you're marketing for a spouse or marketing your product. Well, you know, it's a great point. You're not going to sell a product without a marketing plan. And that you develop your strategy as you get involved in writing the marketing plan. And that's what I've been talking about here, is what's the plan. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, is when you hook up with someone that you care about, why don't you lay out your objectives, your strategy, your tactics, your financials, and everything up front, and have a contract, and sign it. Mm. And that becomes your guiding principles. And you can always refer back to it. You know, so after the first year... I mean, there's a whole thing in business that when you hire somebody, uh, I call it an onboarding strategy. Mm. And it's usually 90 days uh, for a new employee when they come on board. Why wouldn't we have an onboarding strategy the first 12 months of a marriage? And then we go on and reinvent that as time goes on. Because, you know, here's an example. Checking accounts. I do not believe that a man and woman should have a joint checking account. I get criticized on that. And my wife would like to, but I won't. And why do you say that, Tom? Like, what's, what's the downside of that? Well, the downside of that is access. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and when one puts in all the money yeah. and the other one starts to take it all out, there's no equality to that. And, you know, probably most of the people have joint checking accounts. 
I, I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it right. Uh, I think it's an individual. And I think whoever has the most money is probably reluctant to have a check a joint checking account. Yeah. And you know what? Let me um, comment on that as a... Well, you're, you're a perfect situation. Yeah, as somebody who does well, make right. most of the money. One of the things that we have done in our lives, and I don't know if this is helpful, Tom, as a, as a marketing strategy, mm-hmm. is, um, is we've set up a joint account in which each of us put an amount of money, an equal amount of money every month. Mm-hmm. And I base it on what he can afford and what, mm-hmm. you know, what is equitable to pay the bills. Okay, so that joint account is for us to put in money of equitable distribution. So I put in the same amount that he does, and that's what we pay the bills with. The rest of it, my money is mine and his money is his. And that prevents us from getting into that exact argument that you just made. And I don't want to say whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that works for us. Because I'll tell you, psychologically, knowing that we're both paying the bills from a joint account and both equally contributing to mm-hmm. that account makes our lives more equal and gives him, essentially elevates him, right, to the status that he needs to feel safe and secure and not have financial stress. And it also so, helps me to put him in that light because as a woman, regardless of what archetypes exist, I still want to be taken care of. So that makes me feel like I am being taken care of. So that, that works quite well for us. So I have one question for you. Yep. Can you guys pay all your bills on $100,000 a year? <laughs> a lot less than that. <laughs> I, I kind of know approximately what a police officer makes. Exactly. It's not very much for putting on a bulletproof vest and going out there every no. day and putting your life on the line. Police officers, teachers, and firemen it's disrespectful for what they earn in terms of what we pay them. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you see, his salary to me doesn't matter in this particular instance because sure. I have such respect for him and what he does every day to put his life on the line. Right. Let's put it this way. There's no amount of money in the world you could pay an individual to do that, and I have great respect for him, and, and that, boy, that, that does it for me. The money goes out the window after that. But you know what? We're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about what's the best way to find and marry a millionaire in waiting. You're talking (laughs) to Tom Feltenstein, (laughs) head leadership development news. I love this conversation. Can you tell? We'll be right back. Don't go away. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Tom Feltenstein, uh, his book, Lucrative Love. We're having such a good time, we're almost, during the break, forget to come back. <laughs> so, Tom, you did say during the break that people can get your book on, on Kindle, and have a Kindle app. Um, and go to Amazon. Okay. Good, good. So, you know, what's the, uh, what's the best way to marry a millionaire? Could I answer that in just a sec? Sure, sure. But I, I wanted to... We're talking about strategy and marketing. So I wrote the book, and I said, how am I going to sell it? And I live down here in Palm Beach, Florida. So I woke up in the middle of the night, and I said, I'm going to do a billboard. (laughs) And, you know, I was through with billboards 20 years ago, even though I used them forever at McDonald's. And I sat down one night, and I wrote the copy. And I put it on a very busy highway here. And it's, and there were 100,000 eyeballs every day that saw it. And the billboard said, have made half money 
was Love of Honey. And then it had lucrativelove.com underneath it, and it had my photo on it. Well, I got hundreds and hundreds of letters that came on. Within the first 15 to 30 minutes, ABC, NBC, and CBS called the office and wanted to come by and do an interview with me. And with 90 days, that led to 50 television interviews. So you talk about great PR. You write a book. You use a billboard. And by the way, I had calls from guys and gals all over the country who wanted to do their own billboard and asked me for my advice on it. So you want to talk about strategy and marketing. I mean, that's 100%. As a matter of fact, I've been working with uh, KFC, and I told them, a group of franchisees, to put a billboard up, and it says, bring this billboard in for a two-piece chicken dinner. And it was hysterical, and cars are lined up for blocks and blocks to get in. Of course, they didn't bring the billboard. They brought it on their iPhone. Uh-huh. But it was it was amazing what what had happened, and I could go on and on about how you do strategy and marketing and how billboards today are so significant, and you only need one, and you only need it for thirty days. Huh. Fascinating. Well, Tom, I've listened to your CDs and stuff, and you you are like just full. Of incredible ideas, you know, for our listeners. So I hope to, why don't you say before we move into the next question, just how people can get in touch with you? Well, they could go, well, first of all, they could call me. And my office phone number is area code 561-650-1315. Or they could go on my website, which is Tom Feltenstein, F is in Frank, E-L-T-E-N-S-T-E-I-N dot com. Great. So, and there's a lot of marketing stuff. There's downloads on strategies and all types of goodies for those who would appreciate those, that type of thinking. Because everything's marketing anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't... You know, it's everything that we do, and it's how we represent ourselves, and it's how we present ourselves to who our target audience is or to the public marketplace. Great. Well, let's go back to that question, because now someone may be listening, and they go, hey, that's, I was looking for love, but I, maybe I should be looking for a millionaire now. How do they go about that? Well, first, you've got to do your homework. You've got to find out who's actually wealthy and who's just pretending. And, you got, and you'd be surprised at how many people who flash their wealth are leveraged up to their chins. And that's what I was talking about earlier is about trust. And, you know, millionaires are unassuming and much more down-to-earth than you'd think. And it's really kind of what you want. You know, I live in Palm Beach, Florida, where the average income is $11 million per household. And that's the number one city in America that has that. What's interesting, the old money, there's humility, there's kindness, there's no bragging. But you find this new money that people are just making, and it's a whole different uh, 
concept out there. So you got this Warren Buffett and not Charlie Sheen. And next you decide if you're willing to move for the money. Because, you know, as I said, millionaires congregate in large numbers in certain cities and areas like Palm Beach, like Beverly Hills, uh, like New York, particularly in Manhattan. But are you going to move to Smallville, Idaho? No. So as we say in my office, Google is your friend. Search for the areas that have a large concentration of multi-million dollar homes and exclusive clubs. Your millionaire has got to be a lot closer than you really think. And I believe that's the best way to find and to marry a millionaire in waiting. You know, that's that's really an interesting way of looking at things, and I think that there are a lot of people who would also look for clients the same way. You know, if you're going to market something, you need to go to where that large concentration of potential buyers are, whether it's your neighborhood, as you like to call it, Tom, um, right. or your billboard or, you know, your, your web-based uh, programs. Whatever it is, right, you need to know where that large concentration of potential buyers are. Hey, you know, so I like that philosophy it, a lot. As you're talking, would we ever do a webinar? <laughs> I think so. I think I would do a webinar if I were looking for a man in all the right places. <laughs> you know, I just thought of that this very second. I never even thought of that before. Maybe we should start blogging. Oh, you're funny. I'm sure they do on some of these. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do on some of these closed Facebook uh, sites. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, we only got just a minute to go here. Okay. Um, so, between uh, one of your questions that you have, should you marry for uh, sex or companionship? What's more important? <laughs> Don't you don't you don't you just just love? I uh, I've got to tell you that it has a lot to do with your age. Uh-huh. Uh, companionship is certainly the most important because sex fades over time, and I like true compatibility and friendship, which I've talked about a lot. It's everlasting. So if you find a millionaire with whom you share certain goals. I think compatibility is automatic because the two of you like the same things. You know, marrying for money doesn't mean separate bedrooms. It gives you the opportunity both financially and mentally to explore each other's outer and inner personalities. You know, many millionaires marry their best friends of the opposite sex, and some of the highest-priced hookers on the planet will tell you that it's not uncommon for people with money to buy their first time just to have someone to talk to. And many of those people marry for love. That's an interesting point, isn't it? It sure is. And we come to a close. And it's been a lot of fun. We really, really, really enjoyed having you on the show. (laughs) And hopefully we'll have you back to talk about more marketing concepts. And in the meantime, Relly, you want to bring us to a close? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate thank your you. time, your insights, your uh, incredible marketing strategies, and just to kind of, we've had some fun here today. So we're going to um, sign off. Thank you for tuning in to tune up your leadership performance. And remember, you can see Kathy and I 
at Excel, X-C-E-L, Institute.com. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio.